the Everything Sequel Podcast is brought to you by Tuity Fitness and the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel Podcast contains explicit language. You have been forewarned. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Poltergeist Edition. Michael Schantz here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, as always, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hi, Tom. They're back! Super famous line. I think we need to add modified catchphrases to our ever-growing list of imbasses. Yeah. Because there's there's one in each of these movies. And <laughs> uh, not to blow the surprise, but uh, we, we, have a, we have a screenwriter guest on today. It'll say in the show notes. Um, on today's exactly. show. And I love these because they make me feel like a screenwriter because I can guess them. Right, right. I guess them right both times. <laughs> Well, Tom alluded to it. Joining us once again, screenwriter Matthew Aldrich. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. I, I'm i very excited to be here, and um, this is a good bookend to my last uh, my last time here, I think. It absolutely is. We, uh, you know, Matt is the co-writer of Coco. The last time he was on, he... Uh, <laughs> We did the 1982 single sequels, and that gave birth to an idea for him and I to embark on the 1982 Project, a podcast in which we take a look at uh, movies from 1982, and the original Poltergeist is one of those movies. Absolutely. I mean, the the, the, the 1982 Project is, you know, it's it's a chance to look at movies that are 40 years old in sort of the cold light of day and yeah and the thing about the thing about 1982 and why it's so um uh important to the the uh the work that you two are doing here um, about examining sequels is that 1982 has um has given birth to so many franchises and these movies, the, the movies of 1982, are disproportionately being sequeled, rebooted, um, right. uh, and, and, and or revered. Uh, there's something weird that happened. There's something weird in the, in the water that year. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it gave us movies like 48 Hours, Officer and a Gentleman, Conan the Barbarian, E.T., Fast Times at Richmond High, uh, Rocky Three, The Secret of Nim, Poltergeist, uh, The Thing, Star Trek Two, Tootsie, The Verdict, The World According to Garp, Das Boot, The Year of Living Dangerously, The My Dark head's Crystal. My starting to spin. I, I, you, there is no shortage of amazing titles, and these titles are titles that have continued to live on. And so, um, I think it's really fun now to look at a film like Poltergeist, which was like a lot of these movies of 1982, just sort of a, I wouldn't say a humble film, but a film that was not designed to launch a thousand ships. Correct. Yet, yeah, absolutely here we are. Right. 
Right. And that's why this is sort of the perfect bookend for for you to come back and for us to talk about these sequels to Pol- Poltergeist, which uh, did not disappoint. Wow. Although there are some, some pretty weird waters in these, these movies. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, the weirdness of them. <laughs> and and you're right, and you're right, Matt, it is work. It is. It's we work. <laughs> it it is guys... work doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. So I've been listening to your show, and I- I'll say this: like, I have been, uh, I've been lucky enough t- in my career to work on a couple uh, sequels and to kind of be in the room as uh, very smart people are debating like what makes a good sequel and yeah. why even bother making a sequel and 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 all of this and. Um, uh, <laughs> You guys, the work that you guys have done, um, I have, I, I don't know if anybody has thought about this issue as much as you. And I have been in the room with people who have thought about this issue, <laughs> and I think you guys have come up with a vernacular, and you have come up with a, a, uh, a way of viewing sequels that is uh, really unique and insightful and. It makes me so when I watch these two movies, um, I was sort of watching it after having been educated by you guys, and I could see. <laughs> I could see the, is the word you're looking for. Uh, maybe yeah. right, yeah, maybe yeah. Um, uh, inculcated cult leaders um, here. Uh, anyway, I, I was saying like I was I was watching these movies and and for as as batshit as they sometimes got, I saw the thinking behind them. Oh, yeah, really, I'm really recognize. glad to hear you say that. Cause, yeah, uh, I am too. Because that was my biggest note for both of these movies. That you could see an idea, kind of a through line of an idea, but that's constantly failing as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I I think this is this is a, a really interesting series because I feel it like um, they. It's it's almost like um it's almost like a bait and switch like <laughs> they they've you have this movie of Poltergeist which you know Mike uh, uh, you and I uh, kind of unpack that movie on one of our episodes right um and you know my memory of that episode as foggy as it is uh, is that we both generally uh, liked the movie thought it held up and yes. appreciated it in new ways after like watching it that was the big thing eyes. was yeah watching it the things you appreciated when you watched it when you were 10 or even young you know it was different you were there to see the guy peel up the skin off his own face and <laughs> that kind of stuff when you're 10 years old when you watch it as an adult you see that it's a story for joe beth williams you know it's it's a story about yeah. the mom it's a story about motherhood and and uh, and it's a story about a family and a family staying together, yeah. even though it's I mean, right. it's a, and it's a kidnapping. It's a kidnapping story. Yeah. Structurally, the first movie is a kidnapping story. And so what's what's crazy is that the sequels have taken it out of theme, taking it out yeah. of genre. They have right. completely uh, spun it into a direction that left the original completely in the dirt uh, in in. In, a, in an attempt to recapture lightning in a bottle, they uh, they went after the different lightning or they had a broken bottle. I don't know. Like there was something sort of so fundamentally like 
day one what they had wrong about what was good about Poltergeist, mm-hmm. and then and then they they built the sequels upon a upon this poison fruit, you know. <laughs> It's interesting. I, I mean, I have, I've, I've got a slight, a slightly different take, and I, this is a fascinating. I agree that this is a fascinating series. Um, without getting too specific before we rank and declare, I think yeah. you, you have, you know, this is, this is, the second part of our trilogy of trilogies, um, series, um, and uh, <laughs> the, the, we have two movies here. One of which I think is um making all the right choices as a sequel and has a lot of solid storytelling but doesn't quite add up as a genre movie or as a movie in its own right and then you have another movie that is kind of groping towards being a decent standalone genre film but is on very shaky grounds as a sequel. So in terms of ranking and declaring, I don't know what to do with these movies. Oh, me either. <laughs> I, 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 it speaks I was... to so much of what we've talked about, but but I, yeah. would, I also have to decide what I value more. Yeah, seeing them, uh, trying to judge them as individual films is is very difficult. Yeah. Um, uh, because, uh, I, I don't know, the um, the the original stands so looms so large in my mind yes. that it's ha- it's hard to forget that original and look at it as you say like like um uh, as a straight genre film like yeah out out of context is this movie a good movie or or how successful is it compared to the other movie i mean i i think for me it wasn't hard but now that you're saying it's hard i, it, I might have misjudged <laughs> well... <laughs> And and you know the 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 other I guess the the other layer of difficulty is is production, right? With the with these two movies because these are particularly one of them is a very troubled production. Yeah. And and one of them. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> this is a movie series where the the, the storylines of the sequels were defined by who passed away since the last movie. <laughs> Right. Not but just only that, one of but... those films did someone actually die on set. <laughs> but um But the cast but... for at least one of these sequels insisted on an actual exorcism taking place because they were freaked out. Right. So yeah. That's I how mean, bad the... shit this fuck this series is. Well the the elephant in the room is that, you know, the the folklore around this the the, the entire original poltergeist series is that it's cursed and you know you you can you can easily debunk that with the tiniest amount of research but um what (laughs) is no exaggeration to say is that the the body count of this series is is as large off screen as it is on Mm -hmm. um right i mean that's that's just you know probably larger (laughs) probably larger depends on how many skeletons you you factor into that right um but yeah we have uh between the f- and it's across the series which makes it fascinating to our purposes this is not a cursed film these are cursed films um, yeah mm-hmm. uh and um so dominique dunn from the original movie Correct. dies in between the first and the second movie she is then erased from the history of the franchise which is fascinating and bewildering um, <laughs> out of 
out of quote respect. Yes. Um, <laughs> then they hired Julian Beck, a man right. with stomach cancer. <laughs> yeah, th- this, Sorry. this is where the, this is where the curse theory kind of breaks down, isn't Absolutely. it? This is where you're like, you're asking for you're asking for this. You're telling me you're telling me that that Poltergeist Two was cursed because you hired a man with stomach cancer and he died. That was kind well, of a given. There's a great documentary on on uh, Shudder, I think it is called Cursed Films and and Poltergeist. There's an episode on Poltergeist, and there's a couple of ways in which they debunk it. Uh, first of all, you know the amount of information you have to ignore and be selective about to call this a cursed series is huge. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because because you know you, you have to sort of contend that Steven Spielberg never worked again and, and yeah. Craig T. Nelson only had three more hit TV series. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, also the, you know, they, they the, the curse is supposedly based around them using actual skeletons right. uh, in the um, in the in the cemetery scenes in the original movie, which of course is industry practice. No one builds a skeleton. Everyone just buys them from hospitals. So anytime you see a skeleton on screen in a movie, unless it's part of some very elaborate practical effect, is a real skeleton. <laughs> so I didn't know that. That yeah, that that chills me to the bone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, otherwise it's just too expensive to make your own skeleton when there are these freely available skeletons in medical schools that you can just buy. So, this brings me to a parenthetical as we talk about um, appropriating dead bodies for entertainment. Yeah. Um, parenthetically, I, I just watched Weekend at Bernie's 2 last night. <laughs> Based on your recommendations, I don't want to get off on a tangent here. Go for but it. This is, this is the, if, if not here, where? <laughs> But um, I'll just say this. Uh, like you guys, I had to buy it yeah. um, on oh, we Amazon. Know. Oh, we know. <laughs> and when did it was over... Did you go HD? No, I didn't. I did, I did the standard def. So That's it was one like of those six, sane people, Mike. $6.99 or $7.99. Uh, <clears> and <throat> when, it was, when it was over, I, like this, I seriously did this. <laughs> I went to see if I could return the movie. Yeah, like if I could sell it back, essentially, yeah. which was renting. I guess I I wanted I, I retroactively wanted to rent it, but I looked for a button that said uh, returns. <laughs> they didn't have one, so now I own it, <laughs> and I guess I will digitally until um, I don't know, till I die, until I until it's weekend at Matt's, <laughs> until we're. Uh... Until until you're dancing under the water with an arrow through your head, looking for and treasure. Enjoy it if in good any health. Movie, if any movie or movie series should be cursed, it would should be that one. Right. <laughs> be, there's the the level of disrespect uh, to the human body, yeah. to um, to uh, to culture, uh, to yes. race. To, like mm-hmm. the level of disrespect across the board. Like they didn't, they don't even respect coroners in that movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't respect police. They don't respect um, uh, 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 b- 
baggage handlers. They don't respect <laughs> hotel staff. They don't. Re- Everyone is treated w- with um, such disdain and uh, uh, flippancy yeah. that that for me, uh, watching that movie was. Um, it was like I, I, I all I say is if you have a if you have a hard time wrapping your brain around what white male privilege is, uh, just watch Weekend at Bernie's too, yeah. and yeah. you'll get the idea. You'll get what makes everybody so. It's mad. all there on screen. <laughs> yeah, let's say Rodney Dangerfield would have a field day with this with the lack of respect in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we I don't know if we did it on air, but I think we speculated on on, on the. Uh, or as I certainly speculated, that um, that the Trump children saw this movie early on in their lives and assumed this is how you should act in the world. <laughs> it, it essentially is. Yeah, uh, they. That's how. That's how bumbling. Um, but like, uh, you know, it, they were. They're just two guys who can like stumble their way into finding a million dollars in cash. Absolutely. Like that's yeah. a, it's essentially the Trump children. Um, mm-hmm. They just accidentally find a rounding error of a million dollars in cash and and immediately uh, spend it on a boat with a with an all uh, playmate bunny crew and say <laughs> and say take us to to Monaco which they're about to do an ocean crossing they're in the Virgin Islands and yeah. they're about to cross an ocean with an inexperienced crew. Um, I, I, I don't think they ever made it. I think they sank. Well, you I go. think that's, I think that's what the cartoon at the end should have shown. It was a really, <laughs> really bad. Movie. I think that cartoon of, of Bernie's lifeless head with an arrow through it is bleak enough without an entire, <laughs> an entire ghost ship in the middle of it. It is. I, I, I want to make a movie one day where I just have the head of a corpse <laughs> Uh, sitting in the corner as the credits roll, yeah, just to, and, and try and just sell as it an as homage, light mo- and try to sell it as a as a comic button. That's the thing. No, I guess. no, you put that in a horror film. That's the point, and you you homage Bernie's uh, as a horror film. <laughs> anyway, well, we, it would be. A, I think films. it would be a better horror film than at least one of these movies. Yeah. Well, I, no. I, in fact, yeah. let's go even further. Weekend at Bernie's Two is a better, it's a better horror sequel, it's a better horror than, film than one of these movies, <laughs> possibly even both of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, was, that's fantastic! Um, it was horrifying. All right, I got a question for for the two of you. One of the things I was wondering was, did you see these movies in the theater? Did you remember these movies? What did you remember of these movies? Anyone? <laughs> I have never, I've never seen nor heard of these movies before. Really? Okay. Oh, your 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 new eyes. Yeah, completely. I had I had zero expectations going into them, and uh, and they were met. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I was equally equally confused when I uh, when I left the the um, the last one. Yeah, I mean it's it's just. I th- yeah, I think my awareness of it came from everything but the films themselves. You know, it was well, I was aware, not quite to the extent that it's actually true, but I was aware that 
a lot of people died <laughs> in order for these films to be made. Um, and uh, and that there was an air of tragedy around them. I knew they had a Rourke story. I knew that the um, the director of the movie wanted to pull the plug after yeah. after she died, and the studio wouldn't let him and forced him to finish the movie. Um, all of which is abundantly clear on screen. Right. Um, but uh, beyond that, no, I did not know what to expect, and and both these movies took me in in directions I, I really wasn't expecting. Um, in in completely different ways, mm. and I'm grateful for that variety. But as I said, I don't really know what to do with that in terms of judgment and evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they weren't I... the same movie, and I'm glad neither of them were Poltergeist. But right. Beyond that, I, to, I'm struggling. To answer your question, Mike, I uh, I didn't see either of these in the movie theater. Um, I did see Poltergeist two many times on, uh, like we we taped it off a of TV. Yeah, and so um, I watched that movie a lot more more so than I think I remembered because as 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 I was watching it this time, I was like, oh my god, I remember an astounding amount of this film. It was all coming back to me as I was, as I was watching it. Interesting. Um, but I had yeah. never seen, I'd never seen Poltergeist three before. Oh, okay. Before just a few days ago when I watched it here. Um, I think by that point, you know, it was 1980. That was, that came out in 86, I think. Which one? Uh, Poltergeist three was 86 or 88. 88. 88. 88. 88. Yeah. By 88. Um, I, I just wasn't interested. We just didn't. I just didn't get to the movie theater at that point. Yeah. Um. And I, and I, I probably had heard it wasn't that good, and so I just, I didn't, I didn't bother with it. Yeah. Um. That was it. And then, like, like, like you said, Tom, like there was by by eighty eight, you know, she Heather O'Rourke had passed away, you know, young and tragically, and yeah. And um, that was in the ether, and I think it was a. Uh, it was kind of like a, a Candyman ghost story, uh, right. you know. Yeah, right. At that mm-hmm. point, and so um, don't, don't see don't see three of these movies or Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was just like there was like a, a specter uh, hanging over that movie that I just didn't uh, I didn't I didn't go near it. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Did you had you seen these? I'd seen them. I did not have. <laughs> so I don't even ask these days, man. I know it, it's terribly impolite, but I feel like I know the answer before I even ask. <laughs> Any movie since 1982, really? Y- yeah. You could ask. Yeah. You could ask him if he saw Serpico, and he'd be like, "I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen Serpico. American Gigolo? Anything? Nothing." But from 1982 on, Mike's a solid yes. Yeah, I know. Ninety percent of the let, time. Let's let him answer. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're we're maybe maybe we're unfairly caricaturing. Mr. No, Michael I. Jones. So the thing that was funny to me was that I had seen both of them, but I did not have Highlander to the quickening level <laughs> remembrance. The, the thing. <laughs> By the, I hope you know, Matt. This is the gold standard of, of Mike's Mike's movie memories, which I can't believe no, I... is not a, not somehow not its own minisode. 
Um, you should because... you should do it. You should do an episode, Mike, where you act out Highlander two, <laughs> front to back from well, memory, no notes. He remembered the yeah. cold open from memory. But that's what I'm saying. You guys should just do a episode where it's just Mike acting out Highlander two without without any notes. I, I asked him what the, what this you know what happens in Highlander two, and he gave me word for word the cold open of the movie. <laughs> Like the opening scroll is what I'm not the cold open. The opening scroll is what he gave me. I made it seem like I didn't remember much, and then I went down to yeah. details like, you know, and Sean Connery. I remember he appears and he kind of. Well, speaking of Sean Connery, it's a very Bond-like move to say, so "What what do you know about X?" And it's got, oh well, not very much really, except that you know the yeah. microchip goes into the hole and the world explodes. <laughs> So and this brandy is from 1974. Um. <laughs> uh, what I remembered from Poltergeist 2 was Kane. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest Oh, no memory. wonder. No wonder. I was mean, the old man. He still haunts me now, and I only saw this movie three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And what I remembered from Poltergeist 3, my biggest memories were... Uh, Tom Skerritt. Like, Tom Skerritt being involved... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is one of the best summations of this movie. Tom Skerritt was involved. That's brilliant, Mike. That and, is absolutely brilliant. And the snowy it's like garage. It's like you're giving a page a, of my notes. It's like you're giving a statement to a cop after yeah. an accident. <laughs> uh, Tom Skerritt was involved. There was a lot Tom going Skerritt. on with mirrors. I think he's Kane, but he doesn't look anything like Kane. <laughs> so that I remember that and a snowy garage. Oh, the ice garage. Yeah, yeah that's what I remembered. Well, I I think yeah, I think you've um, I think you've actually got <laughs> you've the best of these movies. Yeah, <laughs> Kane, Tom Skerritt, ice garage. Yeah. We I think we can end it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, I believe now is the time. Uh, any thoughts you want to get out before ranking and declaring on the Poltergeist sequels? Easy? Difficult? I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but... Yeah, difficult. I thought it was easy until I started this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which does not mean it's not easy. <laughs> right. That makes me curious, Matt. I mean, what was your initial thought? Are you starting to waver, or you sticking, standing pat? Uh, I I'm starting to waver only because I'm seeing that, you know, I'm I'm definitely comparing them to the original, and so when you compare them to the original, the ranking and declaring is is quite easy. Yeah. But when you tra- take them, it, when you try to take them as uh, individual meals, <laughs> it's kind of like, what are you in the mood for? You know, yeah, yeah, um, and because they are so different, and but what's so maddening about these movies too is that you, in order to understand what the hell is going on, you need to have seen the other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So they they are they are quite dependent on the original, and three is quite dependent on two, and so yeah, um, they they kind of can't stand alone. Uh, they don't. They don't. Um, they don't give me enough to to stand on their own. 
so to try to judge them as as individual things yeah. is um is well and it's hard to it's hard for me to wrestle with what you value more say between the choices of getting the band back together or ha- having surrogates mm. in place. Yeah. But then on top of that, you have to judge which one did that better. <laughs> yeah. You know? Agreed. So I was, think, it, that... was it successful at, at what it tried to do? Mm. And that's ultimately that dependence on the original the original movie as a kind of default position is ultimately where both these movies falter, but it, again, in very different ways. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think, I think one of these movies is better at handling that dynamic than the other, which is where I fell down mm-hmm. um, on this. But I also, th- I, I think there's a, a it's razor it's, thin for me though. It's it interesting really what Matt, Matt said about, uh, watching Poltergeist 2 a lot because I have a sort of working theory that a lot of what people think Poltergeist is comes from as much from the sequel as it does from the movie itself. Mm. Even the people, line! I think I think people have confused <laughs> these two movies yeah. in popular memory. When I uh, first saw Kane, I remember thinking... I remember being surprised that Kane wasn't at all in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. not at all. He was total retcon. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a to- he's a he's a total retcon. But and even her line, not as much as a retcon as some as even I thought before I went into this movie. In popular culture, her line "There back" is more popular than "There here." Ah, I, don't, I have to see the data on that. "There here" is like. It's like it's all it's and all the like the you know lists of like top one, most memorable one hundred lines from one hundred movies. But in popular culture, their back was used more. There was a note in IMDb about it. Well, IMD first of all, IMDb IMDb's uh, description of this movie contains at least one grievous factual error. But we'll get there. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> but uh, but I think what you what you're both speaking to is is this sort of slippage with the catchphrases in terms of diegetic and non-diegetic, right? Right. It's like mm-hmm. are we like when it gets referenced again, it's as much about the fame of the line outside of the movie as it is what it means within the movie. Yeah, and that's why it's kind of it's kind of interesting. What people remember about these, and I have specific examples of this we'll talk about when we do the episodes, but what people remember about these movies is not what happens in these movies. <laughs> that is for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, it's funny uh, how how even Poltergeist, the original, when I sat down and watched it uh, for the 1982 project, yeah. uh, it... it it, 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 there was a surprising amount that I remembered, but then there was this uh, 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 there was this whole other movie that I had forgotten, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. embedded in it, and I think it, well, that's what you're saying is is yeah. that um, our collective memory of Poltergeist and our collective experience of liking Poltergeist together, uh, yeah, generated uh, a uh, a nostalgia for mm-hmm. it. That and like all nostalgias, like like if you ever go to like a fifties themed cafe 
it's not really what a cafe looked like in the 1950s. <laughs> you know, it's it's sort of our idealized memory. Unless they memory. were way ahead of the trend and they were already doing a 50s nostalgia cafe in the 50s. Right. right. I want to open a cafe called Cafe 2022. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it would be so now. It will be Nowtro. It will be the definition of Nowtro. Nowtro. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I think, and this is, you know, uh, uh, for the films of 1982, this is kind of what we see again and again, uh, this, this uh, tremendous nostalgia for these, uh, for these titles, and then the subsequent efforts to try to sequel them or reboot them or to translate them to series or to Broadway or, or any of these other yeah. mediums that we see, um, the films uh, uh, from the early 80s and specifically from 1982. So Poltergeist not only got these two sequels, but there was a TV series. Yeah. Uh, there was a reboot in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then right. as, as recently as 2019, they announced uh, the Russo brothers doing some kind of sequel slash reboot of, of, of the title. Like this, is not, this the title's reboot. not going away. Reboot of <laughs> yeah. the reboot. Yeah. This title's not going away. And, it, and I don't think it ever will go away. Which is also fascinating when the folklore is about how cursed it is as a franchise. I think that's part of the reason why it doesn't go away. Honestly, hmm, I think right. that's part of our nostalgia and part. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, part that's of definitely the, part of the nostalgia. But it's I think it's part of the mystique. It's like it's the flame yeah. that we're that we're drawn to. It's like this was oh. a this was it was so. Uh, it's such a scary movie that that uh, people died in the making of it, when, which is not true. It's a real um, life ring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's great. All right. Uh who wants to go first? Not me. <laughs> Tom? Uh sure, yeah. I was gonna let the guest go first, but unless unless you want to go first, Mike. Oh, I want to hear what you have to say. Oh god, okay. Uh so what are we starting with? Are we starting with ranking? Ranking, yeah, let's rank. Okay, uh, so top of my list is uh, Poltergeist to the other side. All right. Now, was that difficult? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think this is this is maybe my my only my only automatic decision in this whole process was that this this is this is definitely top of the pile this admittedly very small pile <laughs> yeah all right i'm going to that that was that was uh that was an easy call to make i think i i i oh, think it wasn't compa- easy for me Hmm. Really? Well, no. I, I just think I went. I don't know when when you put these two movies side by side, one looks more accomplished than the other. I mean, I think I really agree with that completely, that. and that's so. I'll just let my cat out of the bag. Poltergeist Two, the other side is the top of my list, but <laughs> the overt racism throughout the movie is such. It's it was so grating that. I, I wanted to strike the movie down, but it's... Oh, I want to strike the movie down for other reasons, and I will. <laughs> but that doesn't mean... I, I still think... But... I just think it... I think it's a better product than... That's how, that's where I came out. It it felt like it was uh better made. It felt like... 
I don't know, but that like the stuff with the mirrors, those are interesting ideas to me in Poltergeist Three. I kind of liked that stuff, and that one kind of like it raised it's, the level of that one up for me a bit. To me, it's a better horror movie, Poltergeist Three, mm-hmm. which is what kills yeah. me about right. What was what kills me about putting it at the bottom of the of the list is that it's a far better horror movie than Poltergeist Two: The Other Side. I just think. Overall, Poltergeist 2 is a more solidly made movie, um, but it's a terrible horror movie. I think you might Maybe have, one of the worst I've ever seen. I think you might have yeah. hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> but anyway, let's yeah. hit. Let's let's. Uh... Now I'm waffling more than ever. Um, when I <laughs> when I started watching Poltergeist 3, I thought there's no way they could have made a worse movie than Poltergeist 2. I was like, there, mm-hmm. there's no way they could have done it. And then they were, then I, as I watched Poltergeist 3 unspool in front of me, I thought, holy shit, they actually did. Yeah. They made a worse movie than Poltergeist 2. Because Poltergeist 2, for as much as I appreciate the creepiness of Kane, yeah. it, it is such a... Um, uh, just such a, a series of wrong turns and failures. Yes. Uh, that, and and half ideas. Half and, ideas. Thank you. And, and and just and just feels more like a land grab uh, than than anything. Um, and as you say, Tom, like it is the least scary horror movie. Really. And the yeah. just really just, like. I also how don't you... know how you do that with H. H. R. Geiger as your conceptual artist, but but you know that's, that's right. Another. They get H. Right. R. Geiger for the for the conceptual artist, but then they cut all of his work except two things. Except which for two things, look, right? Which looks so out of place in the yeah. rest of the movie, the production design of the rest of the movie. True. Um, if it had been like all Geiger all the time, maybe. Uh, but mm-hmm. the. Uh, <sighs> It's a great radio I, I, station. I, all Geiger all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Coming at you. All Geiger all the time. I don't know. I uh... At the 20 and the 40, we got more Geiger coming at you. <laughs> I think, I think, oh boy, I can't even, I have to like just hedge and hem and qualify. I think Poltergeist 2 is a better Poltergeist movie. Um, <laughs> That's the like other you, thing. It Tom? feels like. Like effects and stuff like that in Poltergeist Two harkens back to the original Poltergeist, yeah. and Poltergeist Three doesn't do that. But Polter, you know, I think Tom's right. Poltergeist Three is a better horror movie because Poltergeist well, Two is not better... scary at all. I, well, I don't think Poltergeist Three is scary either. Like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, but 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 it has structurally, it has the better idea for a horror film. It yes. has yes, right. It has the better mechanics of a horror film. I come down to like <laughs> this is going to sound but, so I agree with you Mike like the just sort of the the uh the overt racism um and the the omnipresent racism in in Poltergeist 2 tough to um, take <laughs> it's tough to take and it makes it a really easy target there's actually just as much racism in Poltergeist 3 but it's uh but it's not front and center I don't yeah, think like that's there's true. there's a lot of stereotyping going on in Poltergeist 3 too like they didn't suddenly wake up um, but, uh, uh, so the things though, that I, that I keep coming back to that, the, the two moments where I really started to throw eggs at the TV, um, for both <laughs> movies was the ending 
the the endings of both movies were so bad and yeah. sloppy. Yes, also, they contradict so, so, each other. Oh, completely, completely contradict each other. And and it's and so I look at so so all else being equal, um, I look at those two endings, those yeah. two terrible endings, and I say which one was the better terrible ending. <laughs> And I think Poltergeist 2 is the better terrible ending. So I'm going to put Poltergeist 2 ahead of Poltergeist 3. All right. Wow, we're all of, on the same is it, page. Is it, a, is it a better movie? Yeah. And by default, Poltergeist 3 goes to the end of all of our lists. Yeah. It just depends on, on, on your criteria. Yeah, that's what, you know, that's what I was trying to say earlier is like, what do you value? What's most important to you? What do you want a sequel to be? What does a sequel give you? Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's just so much in these two movies that you can compare and contrast that it, it you know, you can start to like, you know, not be able to see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. Completely, yeah. If Poltergeist 3 had not been a Poltergeist movie, like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, well, this, but this is interesting. The last time we, it might be a good movie. It's it's interesting to hear you, hear you say that, Matt, as well. Given our discussion about Halloween three, because I spent the entirety <laughs> oh. of Poltergeist three thinking this would completely work as an anthology movie. Yes, right. Uh, it, to- it totally. <laughs> this is would. what and... this needs to be, and I wonder how much the adverse reaction to Halloween three, both critically mm. and commercially, and for Matt. Uh, prevented them from from making that ex- extra step because essentially it, it what they wanted to what they want to do is a supernatural version of JG Ballard's High Rise and you don't need a legacy the, the poltergeist legacy cast to do that right mm-hmm. you don't you you have like you don't you don't even have 80% of your legacy cast anyway right the guy you want to the the ghost you want to hang this on is is the actor died De- right so <laughs> so Everything sort of makes you think this would be a perfect anth- anthology vehicle. You just use the banner Poltergeist and make a make a completely new story. Um, but I just wonder how much this was. This is just because of because of market concerns. They would never do that. Mm. Um, but it's at but you know artistically and generically. It seems perf. This seems like the way to go. With the story I, I, you want to do, why you want to do the story, I, I'm not quite sure. But <laughs> this, this is what you know. It's clear when you're watching the movie what they wanted to, the idea that they wanted to execute, but they didn't need the franchise to do that. Mm-hmm. They just needed the name Poltergeist. And if I remember correctly, it was Gary Sherman the director of Poltergeist 3, who insisted on all of that. He was like, I want to be in Chicago. I want it to be in this building. You know, all of that was him. Yeah, he read High Rise. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> he knew, he knew, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what that's what that movie is. Mm. Or wants to be. But it's, dr- so, but, it's dr- but it's kind of... It has to, you know... It is hamstrung by the fact that we've got to get in... Carol Ann and Tangina. Yeah. And there's got to be some extrapolation from, from the, the last two movies in there. Right. When you, 
and you don't have the uh, you don't have the characters <sighs> on screen to even tell that story. You just made the the second half of this ranking and declaring very easy by by just by just reminding me of what's in these movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was really in my head earlier. I I, I know exactly. <laughs> I'll say I'll start right now. Both these Go movies ahead. are bad. They're bad. Both of these movies straight up bad movies. That part's no not difficult for me either. It was the ranking that's difficult. I I'm more like you now, Matt. <laughs> like I want to hedge and ham and haw a little bit because there mm -hmm. are things that I want to stick up for in both of these movies. And there's a through line in the movies where I think, you know, there are ideas behind them. But like you said, especially Poltergeist 2, half ideas, things thrown at the wall that don't stick, that they don't go with. And in that way, they, they both kind of fail as complete movies on their own for me. So I'm the same. I, I think they're both, they both officially are bad movies. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Good for you both. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I would, I think when this podcast started, I would agree totally with both of you about this question. But since I've been talking for, what, two years now about about sequels, I've watched a range of sequels. I have a renewed appreciation for the utilitarian sequel, how hard it is to even make that kind of a movie, the kind of craft that goes into into making the most basic sequel to a movie and I also think there are certain historical contexts in which that is more impressive than others I think the earlier you're able to pull that off the more impressive your movie is I think if you do that in 2003 it's not as impressive as doing it in the middle of the 1980s for instance mm -hmm. so for the sheer sequel craft I'm going to call Poltergeist 2 the other side a good movie. Mm. Okay. Um, which kills me because I consider myself a horror fan and this is abysmal horror filmmaking of the <laughs> highest order. Um, Poltergeist 3, I think... Yeah, I mean, I... I I'd... I think for the same reason, it is it is just not justifiably a sequel in this series. Mm -hmm. I completely see what they want to do with this, but they, they, they haven't really executed it beyond a few decent kind of horror tricks and devices here and there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, it, it doesn't... I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna say that's a that's a bad movie. But to be honest, this is kind of this is right on on the line for me. You know, I think they both are for me. For between good and bad. Yeah, like if yeah if fifty point one percent 
is say the mark of you like 50.1% of the movie is enough to say that it's a good movie. I'm at, mm. you know, I'm at 50%. I'm at 49.5. Like, that's how close right. I am on both of them. Because mm. like you, there are... I, I see sequel ideas behind both of them that, to me, make sense. Like, if you're going to do a surrogate movie, this makes sense. Poltergeist yeah. 3, what they do. It still involves family. It's nonsensical. It's totally ridiculous that those parents would send this girl away. But once you accept that as a given, mm-hmm. and you put her in the high-rise, and she's in Chicago, and then you add this interesting aspect of the mirrors and all of that shit, like, there's enough there for me to <laughs> almost say this is interesting enough to be a good movie. And it's like, yeah. I see a basic competence from both directors that make me think, well, they can make a good movie, but they just don't quite get there on both of these films. Like, just shy of it. Right. And, you know, the last act of both of these movies, the last, I don't know, half hour, they both suck really badly. <laughs> yeah. Really badly. Yeah. But they, they I, see, I sort of, I sort of see, I think... Poltergeist 3 goes on forever. Well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I think it's I, I shorter, think... though. <laughs> I know. No, it's, uh, no, it's longer. Is, it's longer. It's it longer is? by oh. seven minutes. Um... <laughs> but was there a cartoon dead head in the corner of the credits? <laughs> yeah, right? Mean, look. That would have got me through. For That would have got me through a Tom Skerritt and um, Nancy Allen slowly walking around a parking garage for 20 minutes. Um, that was like it, it, this movie's version of underwater, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, but all the like the the the, the strength of the idea is it, it's it's a it's an outright it's an an idea that lasts for about an episode of television as well. That's the other kind of point, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's an hour of a good you know there's an hour of a good movie in here, which means it's probably best done as a TV anthology drama. Because that last half hour, and whether that's Heather O'Rourke dying and that screwing everything up, or also the also the film is just distasteful. It should never have been. Re- I'm totally with Gary Sherman. This film should not have been released out of respect. The 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 series idea of what constitutes respect is sort of let's pretend this Bizarre. character never existed yeah. because the actress died. However, we're definitely going to complete filming on this movie where the actor died on like during filming. I mean, it's it's ludicrous. So well, and I, as I understand it, the the movie had finished filming, and then they wanted to redo the ending. Yeah, and then then she died. Right, and then they filmed with a stand-in. I mean, that's why you're seeing. I'm I am assuming just you know a blonde blonde yeah, hair yeah. streaking in front of the screen. Right. Uh, and, and then for a, a solid a scene, 25 a, a minutes you don't of need just in chase, the movie, yeah, by it's the way. just ridiculous. A scene yeah. that does absolutely has no reason to be in the movie, nor does anything in the last act of the movie really need to to happen. So, yeah, again, it comes down to uh, <laughs> Poltergeist Two. Just, just kind of it, 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 it rides out those 90 minutes better. Hmm. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very flawed ninety-minute movie. It's not even, and I, I, Poltergeist three. I, I, I might even go as far as saying it's not a feature-length movie. 
<laughs> like it, yeah. it doesn't it, it it doesn't even really constitute that. So I don't know if I could ever call it a good movie. All right. Well, there I don't you know, have I, it. I, yeah, I I, I I I totally agree. And and you know, when I sat down to watch these movies, um, you know, my wife was like, "Well, what are you watching?" <laughs> what are you doing? What's the what matter you, with this you? Isn't, this, this isn't even a 1982 movie. You can't pull yeah. this shit on me. <laughs> exactly. She said, what, what are you watching? I said, I'm watching uh, the Poltergeist sequels because uh, I'm going to do an episode uh, with Mike and Tom. And 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 here, th- these were her words to me. This is a direct quote. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I think that kind of like, I was like, yeah, she was right. She was right. Like, yeah. if you want to watch these movies, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. She knew she 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 had it uh she had it pegged. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was right. She... <laughs> All I was right. Like, no, I think these are going to be good. No, they weren't. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it. I think one of them is fine. <clears throat> I, I will say, and this, the other, though, like, and the other one could have been fine. Yeah, I think they're with both... a little bit of I, recutting. I think yes. I mean, I think there's a we, we, there's a lot of talk about this being like on the line and forty nine percent versus fifty one percent. I will say though that both of these movies are kind of batshit crazy, and yeah. in in mm-hmm. a you know whether they're good or bad, it, it was and it was an entertaining watch because I honestly. Um, I it was that kind of filmmaking, not in a good way. I didn't know what was going to happen next, but not in a good way. <laughs> right. I was like, "Holy shit! This is this is this is insane! What they're trying to do here." Yeah. And I, I, so I, I was actually, I was quite glad to have watched these, even though they're, <laughs> I don't think they're good movies. I, I think it was they were still fun that was to watch. that was actually now that you say that that was that was something I experienced too, where I, I. I finished both movies and I thought, I don't think I can call these good movies, but I'm not, I'm not mad at the movies. I, you know, I, like you said, they're, they're fairly entertaining. Like that you can, you can sit down and somewhat enjoy these movies. I think when, when we get in Poltergeist 2, when we get to the subtitle part of the movie, (laughs) the, the other side Mm-hmm. I, I was getting Weekend at Bernie's two vibes there when we go, when we got to the other sides. I was like, "This is, you know, this is remarkable. What's happening on screen right now? It's nothing yes. to do with quality. Like right. the choices, all of the choices that are making all at once. Yeah, in the last act of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> in the last out act of, of out of nowhere." Absolutely is is kind of remarkable and i think that's what you know i've i've got i've got that in my head so when i get to poltergeist 3 and it's just tom scarrett and nancy Mm -hmm. allen like walking slower than wax around a parking garage i'm like okay well you know i know which one is more (laughs) arresting and interesting to to absorb um, one one movie's clearly treading water, and the other one has has decided to sort of yeah. throw out the book at right. this point. So yeah. I got to give them credit for that. One decides to show me a full eight minutes of them getting on a window washer's rig and it going down the side of a building. <laughs> it's, it's so long. 
<laughs> I mean, we're literally doing like a we're doing a like a tour of the building at that point, right? There's no story. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. It's, I kind of have expected. Just... I have expected them to try to sell me a timeshare in that building by <laughs> yeah, the end right? of the film. They they had featured all like it looked so great. Shopping mall, art gallery. Oh, I got. I I mean. I, I I do not understand what the dystopian element of this building is. This yes. is this li- I want to live this life it, now, right now. I would I would ha- I don't poltergeist. I don't care what kind of spooky shit you throw. You know, spooky magoo shit you throw at me. <laughs> I still think this is this is a, this is a utopia, not a dystopia. <laughs> and well, nothing but it's in the like film a, convinces me otherwise. It's a complete and total Reaganite. Utopia fever dream. Like you just live somewhere that you never have to leave. Yeah, but it's we the stuff everything. Reagan was was saying that you know is is actually impossible in in the real world and is a is a smokescreen for depriving people of of things. Right. However, it, I mean, I get the attraction, and if I could manufacture it without hurting anyone else, I'd live that life. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is it depends on hurting other people. So that's where it all falls apart. Why it's a utopia. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you you have differing thoughts about the Poltergeist series, you're going to have to let us know. How do you rank these movies? Are they good or bad? Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions and Matthew Aldrich, screenwriter, legend of Hollywood, I'm Michael Schantz of the How Dare I am the cane of Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodbye, boys. We're back. I'm. I don't know what. I, I. I. know that's Kane saying that, so it shouldn't sound like that. But <laughs> I have a feeling Kane should have probably said it that way for full <laughs> impact. It would have been perfect. I don't know about you, but I saw that. I saw that inversion coming a mile away. <laughs> I wish I'd written it down before it happened, because I spent the first sort of twenty minutes of. Of Poltergeist Sea Shrinking. How are they going to flip the catchphrase this time? And I guessed we're back. Yeah. Mm. I guess it was going to be them saying we're back, not her. Not not her. I th- I really genuinely thought that's what I would do in that situation. <laughs> oh wow! If I had to rewrite it, there we go. All right. Everyone's a screenwriter. <laughs> only one of us is getting paid oh, for it, though. No, only one. <laughs> That 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 just says my ability to uh, uh, trick others. That has nothing to do with with uh, talent or anything. It's just my Svengali uh, skills. Hey, yeah. That's all. As uh, as uh, as as ta- as Will Sampson's Taylor says at the end of Poltergeist Two: The Other Side, this is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, stay Double tuned. Double quotable there. For yeah, you. there you go. Oof. Stay tuned. Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, is our next episode. Until then.
Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.